0: Now, coming to you live from Huntsville Attic Studios. It's, it's Pop Culture Philosophers. <laughs> and here are your hosts, Brockin Robbie Phillips, and John Hammertime Time you.
1: Hey everybody, it's the Pop Culture Philosophers. Coming to you live from the Huntsville Attic in beautiful Huntsville, Alabama, the Rocket City. Tonight we're gonna be talking about. Steven Spielberg, great director, famous American director, one of the most popular directors of all time. Of course, I'm John hammertime horseshoe with me as always, Rockin' Robbie Phillips. Hey, John, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I'm excited. Great director. I'm excited. This is, one of the, this is a podcast I've probably been more excited about in a long time than the other. The last podcast, yeah. I didn't give two shits about. Yeah, every other show, you phoned just like, it in. screw it. Yeah, I usually show up half asleep, half drunk, but today, today I'm excited.
2: Okay, I'm glad you're excited. I'm excited too. I remember this is one that we did a video of this, John, like on YouTube, like top yep. five Spielberg films and it yeah, was. It was like, our top five was, combined. Yeah, it was like a collective thing. So like this my list at the end of the show is gonna be completely different than that list, right? I'm sure yeah. yours will be too. I went and rewatched the I remember, video. I remember us fighting. Yeah. Like we I was really like fought. Jaws should be lower and color purple should be on there. You're like, Color Purple shouldn't even be on there. Well you wanted the Crystal Skull movie to be number one, which yes. I thought was awesome. <laughs> well, it was still fresh in my mind. <laughs> Now, I'm very excited to be here talking about Steven Spielberg, another director-focused podcast. With us, as usual, Justin Goldsmith. Hey, how you doing, guys? An actor. Yeah. Would Would you like to work with Steven Spielberg? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That'd be cool. He's yeah. like in his 70s now, right? So he's getting up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's Still, in his still 70s. making movies and very prolific. And once again, did you say the home of the Rocket City again?
0: I don't want you <laughs> Okay Also with this
2: Speaking of the Rocket City We have Dashing Drew Matson here A.K.A. the Red Rocket <laughs> Dashing Drew <laughs>
0: You're not supposed to share that name <laughs>
2: Oh that was a secret between me and Drew How are you doing Drew? I'm doing alright You excited to talk about Steven Spielberg?
0: Man yeah He's one of the most popular directors of all time Yeah in, man And like most major franchises he was He created
2: He is a franchise basically isn't he Yeah there are definitely some
1: directors who keep getting work, and you're like, "Why?" But he's not one of those directors. He's one of those directors that keeps getting work, and you understand why because he's just a magnificent director. He's done. He's got such a such a wide variety of work too. He does dramas. You know, I wouldn't say he done like romantic comedies, but he's done you know more serious films, science fiction. Such a great actor, great actor, great
3: director. Has he acted anything actually?
2: He's in had he's cameos in some movies.
3: Yeah, he was in that uh, Animaniacs.
2: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Spielberg <laughs> presents, and, uh, and uh, he ex- did Tiny Tunes as well. But he oh, was—he yeah. uh, was in. Uh, he's got some cameos in some of the Star Wars films for sure. I know that.
1: Oh, and then uh, Freakazoid, I think was also his. Oh, I mean, he a, produced it or that's something. That's a great show. Oh, Freakazoid's most underrated animated show.
2: Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about Mr. Steven Spielberg? So he was born in Japan. He's a
1: ninja. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's an American filmmaker, an extremely successful, popular director and producer. His films are enjoyed both financial success and critical success, earning him two Academy Awards for Best Director. He was born in Ohio, Orthodox to an Orthodox uh, Jewish family. They moved several times, eventually uh, ending up in Arizona, where as a young boy, he kind of found his calling, his love for films. He made his first home movie at the age of 12, which was really impressive. And at 13, even more impressive, he won an award for a 40-minute war film he made using his uh, cast of high school friends. Eventually, his parents divorced, unfortunately. His dad moved to California. He went to California with his dad. And there he actually enrolled to California State University. And while there, he got a paid intern job. Oh, I'm sorry, unpaid. <laughs> I should point <be> this completely different. <laughs> at uh, Universal Studios in the editing department. I mean, how cool would that be to be an intern at Universal? And while at Universal, uh, he actually made a small film called Amblin. That's where Amblin Entertainment comes from. And the vice president of the company... Saw his work, was impressed by it, and gave him a seven-year directing contract. So right out the gate, already got a contract. Shit. Yeah, he was really. I mean, he was really <laughs> impressed. Most of what he was doing initially was TV shows, and you know he wasn't doing original stuff. He did do some uh, made-for-TV films, including Duel, and then eventually he did a uh, first. His first feature film was The Sugarland Express. It got a lot of critical praise, but financially it didn't do too well. And then uh, he continued to do more television. And then the directors wanted to make a film adaptation of this book, Jaws. And they chose him for Jaws. And it was sort of the... He said it was his crucible. It's like his his massive undertaking that he had to do. And then when he came out the other side, obviously he was this great director because Jaws really changed his career um, completely. And Jaws also kind of spawned the... It did. Not kind of. It spawned the big summer blockbuster as well and he would do other blockbusters et the indiana jones films all of them jurassic park i mean he is a staple in the film business and he's also one of those directors that you can kind of bank on if you invest money into spielberg it's gonna he's gonna pay it back tenfold
2: that's very nice (laughs) he's a great director he's a very great director and like you said he is synonymous with the blockbuster you know jaws was the first movie to hit 100 million dollars it kind of got a. It kind of like it brought about this age of film in which we all grew up in. You know, like Stephen Spielberg's directly responsible for some of our favorite films when we were kids. Gremlins, um, Back to the Future. He produced those films. Yeah, he produced
1: or directed a lot of great Poltergeist. Of great you know, films. and so yeah.
2: like the Indiana Jones movies that he directed and Close Encounters. Those movies had a big impact, not just on on us, but obviously other artists that are you know in our age range or whatever. And like the, he influenced film.
1: Yeah, and like, look at yeah. one of the, the biggest... big first summer blockbuster was Jaws. The next big summer blockbuster wasn't until 77. It skipped a year, but it was Star Wars. Star Wars. But it was him who introduced John Williams to George Lucas, yes. who did the sco- score for... Can you imagine Star Wars without that score?
2: Nah, no, not at all. I
1: mean, really. So, inadvertently, he helped, you know direct you know that music yeah in the direction i mean he, he's he's touched a lot in hollywood yeah his fingerprints are on a lot of things besides the stuff he's directed
2: so of course he is synonymous with the blockbuster but he's got a wide variety of stories that he tells he's a very versatile director as well he's also done so he's known for these big like action sci-fi adventure summer blockbusters but he's also done a comp you know like comedies dramas historical dramas um war movies kids movies and now musicals because his next film is West Side Story.
3: Oh yeah, that's right. So now he's
2: going to be doing a musical to add that to his repertoire, right? Um so what what jo- Justin, you you or you, you're a fan of cinema. We all are. That's why we're here. Yeah. Um what, do, what what do you want to speak about about Spielberg's uh versatility in his in his uh storytelling.
3: I mean, he's done like all of the kinds of movies there are. I can't off the top of my head, I can't think of a genre that he hasn't done. He's on sci-fi, action, adventure, drama, uh, whatever genre you would put the color
2: purple in. He should do a western.
3: West, Yes. Well, Indiana Jones
1: Ah, sort of. It was basically, it was pitched to him from George Lucas as James Bond but western without the gadgets. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how it was pitched to him when he. But it's not a western. Well, it's more western. It's an adventure. Pult-y. Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, he should do a western. That'd be great. He should. He should. He's not versatile enough.
2: Yeah. What? What? <laughs> out of all the different genres that he he works with, what's your favorite?
3: Oh god. Um. I guess. I guess sci-fi.
2: Okay. Yeah. I, I'm gonna be right there with you. Yeah, science yeah. fiction. Hundred percent. Yeah. They didn't have John, to ask yeah. me science fiction. Yeah. I'm mean, a huge sci-fi. Where? You know, What about you, Drew? I uh,
0: I like. His historical ones more because, I mean, Catch Me If You Can is a true story. Schindler's, Great movie. Schindler's yeah. List is a, is a historical fiction. And then uh, Saving Private Ryan.
2: Yeah, Amistad even.
0: Uh, Amistad, yeah. My, one, uh, one of my Lincoln? friends. Yeah, Lincoln. One of my friends is a lawyer and they actually like watched through Amistad. And it was like, yeah, this this is actually what happens. Like they it happens. And is that they what they do? At,
2: and... Is that what they do at uh, lawyer school now?
0: Lawyer school. Yeah, <laughs> just, we watched Steven Spielberg, watch Spielberg
2: <laughs> films. I'ma start one day. E.T. the next. Yeah. What about you, John? I mean, what do you got to speak about? You know, he's a, he's known for these blockbusters, but he because he's got so many other kind of films. But basically, they all are usually huge critical and and financial successes. I enjoy the sci-fi a lot, but I do like
1: his his period pieces I I did like Save a Private Ryan. I thought Lincoln was phenomenal, great casting, just a great film. And I don't everything he he touches usually turns to gold. It seems like whatever it is, it's not like he's just bored. He's like, "I'm just here for the paycheck." He seems to really put his heart into it and do a good job. And uh and maybe part of that has the studio saying, "Oh, we got this great script and we only want it to go to the best." Or maybe it's just because he's taking it, I don't know who's always writing the film or if he's part of the rewrites, but Um, I'm sure he has a a part of the casting, you know, he final approval, because he's worked with some of the greatest in in Hollywood. Speaking of which, when I saw Catch Me If You Can, which I loved the film, by the way, I was still not on board the DiCaprio train. I'm like, this kid is so overrated. And then I saw that movie, I'm like, no, no, this kid's amazing. (laughs) He's like, he's outstanding. So that's where I changed my tune on DiCaprio, and that's because of Spielberg. Thank you, Spielberg
2: yeah not only is he very versatile he's a very prolific director too there are some years where he does two films you know like schindler's list and Jurassic Park came out the same year like yeah. what the what the hell you and know both and there's massive m- <laughs> yes right huge it was like how do you go from one to the other you know what I'm saying um but this dude just knows so much about making film and like you said he crafted the blockbuster
1: he did he crafted the blockbuster he gave us jaws in nineteen seventy five big deal so it was uh it was the first mega hit and it was a great film but a lot of it's owed to the big advertising campaign that Universal put behind the film. So they spent a record amount promoting the film. So they were, you were inundated with radio ads and TV ads and film trailers, more so than ever before for a single film. In addition to that, and this was a big deal at the time, when a film was released, they'd say, oh, coming out you know, Christmas or whatever. Well, no, it would come out in Christmas in New York and L.A. or Detroit or whatever. And then a couple weeks later, those prints would be shared with a different theater in, say, Chicago or something like that. They didn't produce enough prints to go to all these theaters. It just financially was. It didn't make sense for the theater companies to print all these. They were, but Jaws was different. They produced enough prints to get in all the theaters in the same weekend so everybody could go see Jaws. And it was such a big, epic event. And first off, the book actually was popular, so people knew of the the, the product before they went in. But the soundtrack, the special effects, so people were going to see this, and they were going to see it more than once. So that it helped with the whole... Uh, and. The whole financial success, um, $7 million opening weekend, it set a record with um, eventually beat by Star Wars isn't in it, 1977. Isn't that just
2: crazy that you just said it set a record with $7 million? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that just crazy with today's yeah. numbers? Well,
1: converted to today's dollars, that's $100 bazillion Wow. I could be I could be off. Wow. I could be off. I don't know, man. Our math here at PCP is pretty impeccable. And he's he's continued the block. I mean, there's been other people who have done some of blockbusters, but he did not only that, but also Raiders of the Lost Ark in 80, so shortly after that, 82 was ET. I mean, Jurassic Park was in the 90s, but he's been consistently one a part of the blockbuster team continually to the point where, you know, I think... I don't know where we'd be without the summer. You know, without him, I don't know if the summer blockbuster would have ever
2: been. Well, I think cinema would be completely different without yeah, without Steven Spielberg. So yeah, he
1: shaped so. it, and there's now we do count on that summer film. And now it's you notice too. It's there's oh, it's Memorial Day now. No, now it's March. They they've been bumping it up to get that
2: yeah extra summer money. His last summer film was in a, a March release, right? Ready Player yeah. One.
1: Yeah, yeah. Try to get it ready for the summer because you're getting it out ahead of the curve. People are going on spring break, and then you still got that summer crowd because it's going to still be in the theater. Yeah. So, he, yeah, he gave us the summer blockbuster. We'll be forever grateful for that.
2: And the cool thing about blockbusters is that they have a lot of fun theater memories, right, John?
1: Yeah, there's, there's some things that stick with you if you go to the theater. I went to the drive through, drive through, drive-in. <laughs> we drove through Wendy's. <laughs> we went drive through theater. <laughs> <laughs> we used to go to the drive-in more, but uh, there's some things that definitely stuck with me as a kid, and most of those are Spielberg moments. I'm going to start with Goldsmith. Is there a Spielberg moment in the theater that you remember fondly?
3: I do have one, but legit, the only Spielberg movie I've actually ever seen in the theaters was Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> oh my wow. God. You've got to be kidding. <laughs> I'm not even... <laughs> How
1: did you get on the show? Who let you in?
3: <laughs> but I'll tell you, my favorite Spielberg moment in the theater was when I went to see, I think it was the Evil Dead remake, and there was a trailer for the Jurassic Park re-release in IMAX. Okay. And I kidded out so hard. <laughs> like this I was actually on a date and, like, I thought she was going to get up and leave. <laughs> because I was just like,
4: oh, I'm going to go see that. Yeah, oh, okay. okay. Speaking so of which,
3: how is your mom doing? And then I didn't go see it. <laughs> what, anyway.
1: Shut up. <laughs> Drew, is there a particular uh, Spielberg moment that stands with you in the theater? Something that in, something ever changed your life?
0: <laughs> well, unlike this phony, I've actually seen a, <laughs> <laughs> seen a, Spielberg, a good Spielberg movie. I, well, good. I, su- I saw The Lost World in theater when I was, like, seven. And I I always remember it just being like when all of the guys disappear to the Velociraptors in the long grass. I remember that vivid vividly, and that's why I kind of have a soft spot for Lost World more than I pro- might should have. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, come on, This is a good movie. Ah.
0: It's not Jurassic Park. I think that's it's the a problem. good book. Huh. It's a great book. Yeah. Sure. Okay, <laughs> Justin doesn't read. Move on, Robbie. Have you ever
2: seen m- more than the Crystal Skull in the theater? And Do you w- have any fond memories? You know, I watched Crystal Skull in the theater, and I don't think it's as bad as people. I don't think it's a good film, but yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't, I don't, It's got its moments. I think it's yeah. I think it's better than the Lost World.
3: Well, be- like what, be- no. people are talking about? Like this, this stuff is crazy. Like yeah, not uh, aliens. What about, aliens? bruh? What? What? All the other movies? And no, the other stuff's that's real. The most plausible thing. No, I believe the other
2: stuff. But I'm <laughs> going to tell you this: like, out of all the, like, I like what I liked about that was, the other ones are set in the 1930s, right? So they deal with like the Nazis, and they deal with the biblical relics and all that kind of stuff, yeah. right? And this one was the 50s, so it was going to be like about the 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 Cold War, and it was going to yeah. be like in the 50s, there's science fiction, there's aliens. So I liked how yeah. it kind of was going to like mimic the popular fiction of its time. Yeah. That's what I like about Crystal Skull. I Plus, just, I'm always fascinated with Crystal Skulls. Like, where do they come from? <laughs> like <laughs> like, like, a, like <laughs> the,
3: the tequila? Or vodka? Is that vodka? It's a vodka. It's, it's, yeah. Vodka. Yeah, it's
2: a vodka. it's a vodka. Yeah, yeah. And that anyway. also comes from aliens. It Isn't that Dan Aykroyd's? It is, yeah. <laughs> I saw, I vividly remember watching Jurassic Park in the theater. Um, I had a, a lot of siblings growing up, so it was a very rare occasion that a family outing to the movie theater happened. And I remember going to um, Madison Square Mall to the theater there when it was Madison 12 right yeah yeah and I just loved that theater so much and we, when we would go to that theater we'd go to the food court and everybody get and you'd get to choose what you wanted to have for dinner. I don't know it was that's just I vividly remember that and being terrified by Raptors having nightmares that night.
1: Oof. My first <laughs> my first memory is also terrifying because we typically went to the drive in, drive through <laughs> drive in and so uh, I do remember seeing jaws 2 which we is should, not, a Spielberg, uh, that's not film. Spielberg. I have memories of that but in the theater I remember seeing E.T. I remember seeing where he throw, rolls the ball and Did the you ball You watch it comes... like on the
2: on the re, like when it recurred like cuz it came back right yeah. didn't it come back a couple a See, few times or I something I don't
1: remember I was so little so yeah. was I small enough where... You're about 82, man. I know, but I was born... Was I three years old? Did you, my mom you, take me to see But do you remember book? that? I don't... I mean, I just remember the scene where he rolls the ball. The ball comes back to him. And he's like, I'm going to go see what it was. And I was fucking terrified. I think that like, was the... Sh-
2: <laughs> I think that's The Shining. No. <laughs> I
1: was like, why would you go see? I would just burn that goddamn building down. <laughs> there would be no see. So I just remember being terrified. But I did see Jurassic Park. I would say I've probably seen 50% of his movies... Theatrically, once I was old enough to go to the theater, you know, of my own accord, I had a Honda Accord. <laughs> no, I didn't have a Honda. <laughs> of course, you did. <laughs> I wouldn't drive a damn Honda. Anyway, I feel bad now. I've offended our Honda. <laughs> or Honda. Yeah, I like <laughs> Hondas, man. Yeah, Come Hondas on. are great cars. Honda's a great car. If anybody's listening, try to re- backtrack there. Go get you a Civic. Go get yourself a Civic. Get yourself a Civic Si. Anyway, <laughs> we're kind of sidetracked here. Um, so, uh, yeah, he's a great director. We have some fond memories of him. We'll probably talk more about. S- Sir Steven Spielberg. <laughs> I'm going to knight him. we well, knight everybody <laughs> when we come back. I- Pop culture philosophers. <laughs> Welcome back to Pop Culture Philosophers. I've calmed down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be talking about Steven Spielberg still, uh, the great director. And uh, I'm going to start us off with this segment talking about some of our favorite performances, some of our favorite characters uh, that he's brought to life on the big screen. I'm actually going to start with Drew. Are there, some, are there some that stand out in your mind? If you can narrow it down to three, because I know that there's there's actually trying to narrow it down just a few, would that's a hard thing to do. He's casted some, first off, he's worked with some incredible actors. And he's had some 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 iconic roles uh, that he's created or helped create or at least brought to the big screen. Can you narrow down to three that characters or actors or, or performances that really stand out in your mind?
0: Uh, for one, I got Frank Abagnale, Leonardo DiCaprio, and catch me if you can.
1: Great role. Again, change my mind about him.
0: He is, if you look at it from this context, that movie is the best Peter Pan movie that's ever been made. Huh. And Pete, he and he plays Peter Pan. Spielberg did direct Hook. Just I know. Just and heard. Catch Me If You Can's way better. Yeah, oh. Hook
2: Hook is not the best Peter Pan movie oh, out there. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna but uh, disagree. We'll move on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but he he like just uh, the context of, like because he's. a child child, and he's just run away and he's fooling everyone just through charm that he learned from his from his dad just charming everyone like he becomes a lawyer he becomes a doctor he's an airline pilot he's living every child's dream while running away from tom hanks (laughs) and (laughs) that's my dream (laughs) run away (laughs) from (laughs) tom hanks Hanks chased me around everywhere (laughs) (laughs) just benny hill music playing but yeah, but after that, I got uh, Oscar Schindler. I don't know if that was the Benny Hill
1: music, <laughs> by the way.
0: <laughs> after that, I have Oscar Schindler, Liam Neeson, and Schindler's oh, List. such a great job. Yeah, yeah. He, just watching his transformation, going from, yeah, I'm just trying to make some money off these people, to actually caring, doing every single thing he can to try and save as many people as possible. And then, on the flip side, for my third one, <laughs> Ralph Fiennes is Amon Goeth is one of the most evil people that's ever been in cinema. Yeah. He... Yeah. is just psychotic. He he, is, he's got
2: Voldemort beat. Yeah,
0: yeah. He, even his own Voldemort. Like, he is a monster. He terrorizes women, children. He's just, like, taking pot shots with a rifle at, at a kid who me- who messed something up at his house. Like, he is just... And yet, he's, like, kind of nice to Oscar Schindler. Oscar Schindler's just having genial conversations, but that switch... To just one of the most evil characters in cinema is incredible.
1: Great actor. I mean, Ralph Fiennes is a, a phenomenal actor, but you almost, after that, you're almost like, wow, this guy's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> you better separate the actor from the role. It's hard. <laughs> Goldsmith. Yes. Top, can you narrow it down to your top three favorite performances or actors or, uh, you know, actor performances? Actor performances. No. You're yourself an actor. Yes.
2: <laughs> do you so like how we how we point that out at every opportunity? So I would do. like
1: to. I would like your perspective matters more than these other people. Like Drews, I'm just gonna forget his whole thing just wow. now.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's something about Voldemort, yeah.
1: and Qui Gon Jinn, yeah, and the guy from James <laughs> Bond.
3: Well, first off, <laughs> Robert Shaw as Quint and Jaws is oh, one of my favorite characters of all time. It's uh, he just For sure his name is Robert Shaw. <laughs> yeah.
2: George Bernard Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> it's Spielbergo? <laughs> no, that's a Spanish cousin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's just
3: I love that character so much. He's got so many famous lines. Uh his delivery and it's just it's just a really 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 natural performance and I I've, I've always loved that character since I was a little kid.
1: I w- I can't remember if it was it was uh Charlton Heston was offered the role of Quint or Roy Scheider's role but he was offered a role there and they Spielberg's like no 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 I don't want him in it I don't want him yeah. in the film I can't not like he was like oh yeah. fuck Charlton Heston he was it just was, like no this doesn't you know in my mind this is not the actor <laughs> for the role yeah. the
0: ball's on that guy say that to Charlton Heston yeah he's like yeah. Heston
1: was he thought Heston was just brought too much like was too big like mm-hmm. he's like no he's like I want them to be it might have been the Roy, yeah. the Roy Scheider it was the role.
3: subtlety I think it was Quint but I have to look back because it, Robert it was just such a subtle character like. Yeah, I love love that. And Dustin Hoffman. What was Quint's
1: full name? Was it Quint C. Jones? Was that his full name? God damn it! What, no. what was his actual name? It wasn't it T.S. Quint, right? It, it was T.S. Some...
3: Quint. Quint was his what? last name.
1: Yeah. What's Robert Shaw? Who's a great
3: uh, yeah actor? We'll move. On. Dustin Hoffman and Hook, fantastic. He, oh my god! He really god. brought that character to life. And dude, the
1: the costume, because yeah. he's yeah. not the biggest and most intimidating guy. He yeah. Would he would probably make a good lady. <laughs> <laughs> that's a toasty reference. L- kind, of, like, kind of weird. <laughs> Literally,
2: my favorite—the only part of Hook I really like—is Dustin Hoffman's performance. Dude.
1: He does a good job, and he looks amazing. He's larger he's, than life. Yeah, he does such a great job.
2: That—that a- that voice too, like yeah. the oh accent yeah. that he's using. It's that's so great.
0: perfect.
3: That mustache, so cartoonish.
2: Yeah, I like that mustache. I'm gonna maybe I'll be Captain Hook this year, dude. Hmm. You should do it.
3: Nice. And uh, I'll cut off your hand. <laughs> <laughs> and my third will be. Jeff Goldblum is Ian Malcolm, ah. even though he's basically just uh, Jeff Goldblum in The
1: Fly. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not. That. Dude, he's great in that actually. Yeah, and when he's uh, flirting with uh, what I forgot, Laura her name. Dern. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot her name on the in the movie, but uh, um, he's great as the doctor, and he uh, obviously reprises his role if people haven't. Is it
3: Sattler? Uh, that's her name. Yeah, is it the Lost? The Lost World.
1: World, is that what he reprises? It? No, he's also in one of the newer ones. He Fallen World appear. or Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Whatever, Kingdom. Yeah. He makes another I small. Seen Fallen Kingdom. He's in it. I need to watch that. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's in it much, but he's in it. He's but, not uh, in it much. Yeah, I, I, I love, but great actor. Yeah. So I'm happy he was he was in the role. He wore the Death fuck out of world. those
3: leather pants.
0: <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> yeah.
1: Speaking of which, people can't see it, but Goldsmith wearing just leather pants today, nothing else. That's it. He's wearing the fuck out of those leather pants.
0: <laughs> he's wearing assless chaps. It's weird. <laughs> Leopard print. <laughs> it is weird. Robbie. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of yes, John. assless
2: chaps. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Justin took one of mine, Ian Malcolm. So I'm going to oh, really? not say him and instead say E.T. Oh. Because hmm. E.T. breaks your heart when he's like dying. Like every when I watched that movie recently, I was like really taken aback about how sad this movie actually is. <laughs> like that movie's really sad. Yeah. And, and I have a love of Reese's Pieces since.
1: Oh, yeah. Eminem's <laughs> was offered the role. You know that. Yeah. And they turned it down. How did do they
2: feel? And where are they now? Gone. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing okay. <laughs> no, I really like, for, also speaking of Jurassic Park, the T Rex, one of my favorite characters and performances. Oh, like, yeah. seriously, that's, it still looks good. It still Dude, looks the good. Dude, Jurassic
1: Park holds up really well. A lot of CG from that era does not.
2: Yeah. Jurassic Park.
1: Maybe maybe because we've never seen a
2: dinosaur in real life so we're like we can't really tell. Yeah,
3: because <laughs> they're supposed to have like feathers and shit. Yeah. But man. but uh, <laughs> well, we didn't know that <laughs> Look at yeah. yeah.
2: Um but I think that the best performance from that has been directed by Steven Spielberg is Daniel Day-Lewis as Lincoln. As Lincoln. Oh my goodness, man. Mm-hmm. Like he is I mean, he's exactly the, the Lincoln I remember, yeah. you know? Yeah, or the Lincoln. Uh, you know, so.
1: <laughs> of all the video you've seen of him. Yeah, I mean, it's just. And the he's, whole movies.
2: He just, he made Lincoln come across so warm and genial, but so, like, smart and cunning as well. And and he really kind of captured everything. And, you, you know, we have this idea in our head of Lincoln being this, like, like, this, like crazy, depressive kind of dude, yeah. right? But there was this other side to him, and, and Daniel did a great job. Daniel, because I know him. A friend of the show, <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis, <Daniel And>, uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, Sir Daniel, Daniel yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, really captured the nuance of that performance very well. What about you, John? Yeah,
1: he's he's a phenomenal actor. I was under the impression that he retired from acting, and that he came back out of retirement to do the Lincoln film. It's because Remember he that? was
2: visited on the road to Damascus by the ghost of Lincoln, and oh. Lincoln was like, "You've got to do this." I was his voice, his voice, man. He sounds like <laughs> like the grandfather I always wanted, never had. I heard he was
1: visited by <laughs> well, the ghost sad. of the Lincoln, <laughs> <laughs> the Lincoln lawyer. <laughs> 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 just, just Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> um son of a bitch, you guys took most of mine. So so I've got on the list I've got Robert Shaw as Quint. Uh, oh, Tom Hanks is Captain George Miller. George
2: Bernard Shaw.
1: <laughs> Tom Hanks is Captain Miller. I mean okay. just he's such a great role and then they yeah. have that bet over like what he did before the army or whatever and then uh, before the war. Yeah. And, and, uh, he and it turned out job. that
2: he was he uh, he was a, a coach it? of an all women baseball team. Yeah, yeah, and a <laughs> prolific skateboarder. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he fought a volcano. Yeah,
4: yeah. The
1: uh, um, and then I was gonna say Daniel Day Lewis as Lincoln, just such a phenomenal job. I can't see anybody else doing doing it because he's just like holy shit, man. And then uh, most importantly, the one that stood out my, my mind and somebody who reprised the role several times, Harrison Ford. Is Indiana Jones? That was his name. Yeah, I'm surprised nobody yeah. said yeah. that. Yeah, Goldsmith could remember did. the actor's name, and I was like, it's Harrison Ford. <laughs> 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 but weird thing is, he was he was so adamant about being killed off in the new Star Wars, he didn't want to make more Star Wars films. But he's totally down for doing more Indiana Jones films. Yeah, still. I'm like, What
2: the fuck, man? <laughs> did you did you not see Crystal Skull? He also really wants to do another uh, What Lies Beneath. <laughs> Ooh. What lies more beneath her? Six days, seven nights. <laughs> Whatever was that? Was that? Was yeah, that, that was actually that it was what it was called. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um,
2: um, I'm still holding, crossing my fingers for that sequel to uh, Air Force One. Wouldn't actually that would be badass? That would. That Air would be kind of badass. Like Do they call it Air Force Two? <laughs> yeah. That's the Why vice not? president's plan. It's just footage of him crashing his plane. Air oh. Force One. <laughs> right. Air Force One. Two, First blood. Second shot. <laughs> the Crystal Skull. Sylvester like so <laughs> Stallone electric, is the character yeah, of the kid, yeah. aliens. Oh um, wow, we really kind of it's off the
1: rails, kind of sidetracked. But uh, speaking of
2: Harrison Ford, <laughs> did you know that he plays a mean cello? Yes, he does. <laughs> does he? Because I just pulled that out of my ass. But we're, it's a good segue into music. So <laughs> I'm sure he plays some instruments. Harrison Ford. Um, I'm going to ask you guys now to list up to three of your favorite scores. From Steven Spielberg films because we know that music is very important to cinema. We know this. It's we half talk about minute. it almost it's a fifty-fifty yeah. thing. It's an eyes and ears. Well, yeah, right. Ears, it's good. nose, that's and good. throat. That's, that's that's really nice. And eyes uh, and ears and throat. <laughs> what? Um, so anyway, um, <laughs> that's part of the experience. I eat Reese's pieces and watch my movies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I like Twizzlers. That was part of the throat thing. Yeah, I, I was get going it. With yeah. That. I, oh yeah, absolutely. You
1: <laughs> mentioned that earlier, but yeah. I seriously, whenever I go to the theater. My go-to is Reese's Pieces.
2: I yeah, I, I can dig that. I, I'm, Twizzlers and cherry coke.
1: I don't eat Reese's Pieces at home, though. No. I popcorn eat, I'm <laughs> man. Nope. Yeah, the
2: popcorn at Hollywood, though, is always stale. And we
1: also got burned out because we worked in the theater business for how long? I worked at, yeah. what, three different well, theaters? We
2: went, I went and saw Endgame again on a Friday night. And I'm like, ooh, it's a Friday night. We're all excited because like, they're going to have fresh popcorn. And we saw the popcorn popping, but the dude managed to get the popcorn from the corner that had been there for hours. <laughs> yeah, and from we, 90- the 70s. And we worked at that theater, so we know their games. Yeah. We know there are bags, <laughs> yellow bags. Of popcorn just sitting in in supply closets. Wait, we know this stale popcorn really?
1: is not
3: good. Why do you keep going there?
2: I don't get the popcorn.
3: What I get Reese's Pieces.
2: Or when I do get the popcorn, I don't care. It's still popcorn. Yeah.
3: Anyway, trying. it's usually free because dude.
2: of the card. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> music, music's very important. In fact, music. <laughs> wow. Music was one of the reasons Jaws was such a success. Oh yeah, that soundtrack. So Justin, what are up to three of your favorite scores/soundtracks of Spielberg films?
3: Well. The, number one has definitely got to be Jurassic Park because it's one of the best of all time.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a little sentimental like for me, yeah. but all
0: right. It's
3: well, no, it's that's well, good. it's nostalgic too. Like <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's like one of the first movies I remember watching all the way through as a kid. Uh, and I love the music. Like it's we. I even listen to it like out on the boat sometimes, oh, <laughs> out wow. on the river. That's nice. I see birds going by. That's first thing that pops in my head. And you're like, the are they the
0: pterodactyls? Yeah
3: um him to the fallen from saving private ryan okay we played that when i was in the band in high school at one of the concerts and i I fell in love with that nerd yeah and uh of course the jaws Jaws.
2: so two notes that changed cinema history forever right all right what about you drewski
0: well a lot of it this is going to be chalk so they're just fell down randomly. Uh, there is going to be Jurassic Park and Jaws, which we've covered. But the other one I really like, since I rewatched it, was Schindler's List. It's very like he wanted to go with a more uh, a regionally specific score, so it was wildly different than a lot of John Williams scores before. Yeah. But it was it was very sad. A lot a lot of uh, regional instruments, very and and just really captured the mood of that time period.
2: No, oh, absolutely. That's a gr- that's a brilliant score. And uh John Williams, by the way, do- has done all of these ones that we've mentioned so far. Originally,
1: yeah. uh, the original cut, by the way, they just used the Superman music in Schindler's
2: List. Yeah. yeah
0: they're they're like th- this th- is th- maybe too
2: it's a little bit of a total clash, yeah. yeah. While they're
0: clearing the ghetto. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what about you, John? I
0: would say uh besides the ones
1: you mentioned, um I actually love the music for Hook. It's also John Williams. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Hooks it has has great music. Um the Indiana Jones films. Yeah. yeah. Indiana Jones, though, does remind me of Star Wars in, only in, in Superman only in the way that it's got this... It's this big epic... Fanfare. I don't think they sound the same, but they're very epic.
2: Well, I, sometimes in my head, I do get Star Wars and Indiana Jones kind of crisscrossed uh-huh. a little bit. I should have yeah.
3: put that on my list, too. It's, it's way different from Star Wars. It's got the same type of feel, but it's... But it's a different... I guess, yeah. I guess maybe yeah. since I played a bunch of the video games, like on Nintendo it like it's oh yeah stuck right in now i get dun ta in dun, 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 yeah.
2: dun, 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 close dun, encounters dun, dun. of course oh close encounters yeah. the music is how they talk to the aliens the universal language yeah man
1: that's a great music. that's a great one man is it Absolutely. sex or is it music what's the universal it's it's music. music. Okay. it's math
2: actually <laughs> um for me um they've all been named except for only one of mine have been named and that's close encounters cuz the music is so integral to that movie i love it right I also love the score for Catch Me If You Can. It's great. Because that is John Williams, of course, but it's so different than mm. typical John Williams Isn't it stuff. like
3: a bunch of jazzy stuff? Yes, yeah. and it's
2: so cool just listen to. And the other one is the haunting score of Munich. Like Munich is haunting. Yes. And that score is so good, and it helps that movie, because that movie is incredibly s- suspenseful, and the music adds this, this, this hauntingness to it. To it. And so, they, yeah, absolutely. And obviously, all these ones we mentioned are John Williams. He did almost every single one of these films for Spielberg. Quincy Jones, I know, did The Color Purple, did a great job on that one. And there's a couple others, probably early, you know, pre, like Sugarland Express. Wait, and, the guy from
1: Jaws did this, <laughs> Oh, powerful. my goodness. Oh, my
2: goodness. <laughs> um, but John Williams... He does ha- he does get pigeonholed into that whole Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Superman, dun dun dun. dun yeah, we bah, want epic da, 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 music, but he can but do. Yeah, Catch Me If You Can, Munich, um, Schindler's List. These ones that we've already been mentioning, they're so different. And so, what what are your recollections, Drew, of of the diverse the diverse uh, approach by Williams and his his influence and and his responsibility almost to the success of Spielberg. <laughs>
0: If I w- if I watch a Spielberg movie like na- like nowadays now that I've looked into it like I just assume that John Williams is doing every single one of his movies but you're right like it- if I was watching like the the same cues you can get from like Jaws Jurassic Park Indiana Jones you can you can tell like right off the bat those are John Williams scores. But then you watch a Munich, you watch a Catch Me If You Can, you watch, and it's like I'll Google. It's like, damn, I really like the music. I'll, I'll Google, and it's like, of course it's John Williams. And it's like it, it sounded very much not like a typical John Williams scores. But no, he can do anything. He can do oh, yeah. whatever he wants.
2: Yeah, I love it. What about you, uh, Justin? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, Justin, we talk
3: about like uh, the role John Williams played in Steven Spielberg's success. Yeah, yeah. What, like, speak that on that. We t- we we just said that this music is when you hear it, you think of. Yeah, that's John Williams, but that's the reason why Steven Spielberg, Spielberg is so big, not just because his movies are fantastic, but because the scores behind these movies are so iconic now because they were so fresh then, like they, they were so unique at the time, Yeah, and it it, it it became its own style. John Williams is a genre of music.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Okay, absolutely. Just, uh, just John, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs>
1: I go by Johnston now. <laughs> Johnston. Um, Johnston and Johnston. Great, great. I really think he's the, he's the best composer of films, period. Hands down. I don't think there's ever going to be anybody like him. There's some great ones currently. Um, I like Hans Zimmer. There's some other ones that are really good, but but I don't think there will be another John Williams. And I think they, they did work well together. They do work well together. And I think Spielberg is one of those directors that, and a lot of directors know this, but there's some directors that seem to forget sometimes that the soundtrack is very much a part of the experience. And they want you want to be, you know, uh, surrounded by this music, not only this visual fantastic treat in the storyline, but the music helps with that so much. And so he's worked with John Williams, but I also think he brought John Williams to a bigger audience than, you know, John Williams. I wouldn't say he gave John Williams his break, but I'm saying they, they've helped each other and it's really worked out. And John Williams, seriously, just... I really think is the greatest film composer of all time. And I don't think he's ever going to be surpassed.
2: Oh, absolutely. I'm absolutely. going on record. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of people link some of their favorite moments in film to John Williams.
1: Oh yeah. There's going to be parts that just, you know, stick with you. Um, because again, Spielberg can tie that music with those, those, those moments in film. So I just wanted to reach out to you guys and say, uh, to fuck yourself. No, got <laughs> really got deep and then it went sidetracked. No, if there's, if there's particular moments in particular films, there were Spielberg films, so we're going to keep it on track here. I don't want I don't care about your favorite Quentin Tarantino moment. <laughs> <laughs> we've, uh, done we've done that. We have done that. So how did he, no offense to him, but how the hell would we do a podcast about him before we did Spielberg? Even though he's a great director. They're both great directors.
0: I think there was a, was it? I, I don't oh, even know. There yeah, wasn't I,
2: even a movie coming out. I don't even remember. Don't even it was know. a Pulp
3: Fiction anniversary, I think. It was like 25th anniversary. Okay. It's
0: that poster on the wall. It's staring at us.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was. It was the 20th anniversary. In- You're right. Yeah. It was the 20th anniversary of Reservoir Dogs or something. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Oh, uh, whatever.
1: <laughs> we'll whatever.
2: Edit. We'll
1: just edit all this out. I think
2: we were celebrating his 20th film.
1: Yeah, we were celebrating something. Whatever. Anyway, Spielberg, I don't know if he has anything coming out, but I'm sure he's got something in the pack. Pe- oh, yeah, he's got uh, West, Side West Side Story. Story. Whatever. So... <laughs> Who's who's breathing into the mic like a like a monster? I didn't even know that I was exhaling. Oh, my so, bad. So I'm wondering.
2: I just look over at Drew and he's got his nose on the microphone. Just, just
1: nostril flared. I thought it was him disagreeing with me. He's like, <laughs> I was just I sighing. Me. Excuse me. So. Very
2: passively aggressively. <laughs> so passively so I want to talk
1: aggressive. about our favorite uh, scenes that stick out, if you can narrow it down just to to a couple of them, maybe two or three and uh, i'm going to start with justin cuz he's an actor <laughs>
3: <laughs> the the scene <laughs> what <laughs> the scene when they're landing on Jurassic Park like coming down next to the waterfalls and everything in a helicopter and the music the, yeah it's it's welcome it's so <laughs> well, spent. Jurassic <dude. laughs> <laughs> Park get out the plane bitch! oh they're not yeah I guess it's it's like, like just every time that music plays in the movie is just a fantastic yeah, it's very scene.
1: epic but they only play it I don't think they overplayed I think I remember it being it's so It's that's the song I mean that's Jurassic Park yeah. but I only watched the movie recently in 3D great and uh, it's not played as much as I remember it being played but it, it's played at the scenes it needs to be played if that makes any sense yeah It's uh. it's epic right uh, but uh, that's a great that's a great scene.
3: The other ones that stand out in your mind, you're well, an the actor, other one, <laughs> so I value your opinion. <laughs> well, the other one that I wrote down, actually, I I didn't think about it when I wrote it down, was uh, not related to John Williams at all because there's no music. It's the USS Indianapolis. Oh, yeah, season. we're just now talking about our favorite scenes. Oh, yeah. Well, we
1: yeah. way in, and I, I've been stuck on the John Williams because it's such an epic when they land the yeah. helicopter. Sorry.
3: Yeah. I'm hoping if I ever ride in a helicopter when
1: I haven't, but when we land, I want that fucking music. Yeah, same. I don't want to be eaten by a dinosaur shortly thereafter.
3: Well, well, the Indian, the USS Indianapolis scene from Jaws when he's telling the story about the...
1: Oh, yeah, man. And they they're, and the they're the talking about it. Yeah.
3: And the sharks. The sharks. Yeah, like, I hate monologues, but that's the only one that I've ever tried to memorize. Uh, like, it's, it's just such a... And, and Robert Shaw wrote that whole thing, and it was like a three-page story. And the they, only
1: one that's come as close to that is Randall <laughs> from Clerks when he <laughs> he talks about he's got the chips he's like one goes into the water whatever he makes a reference yeah. to Jaws there's course. a lot of Jaws yeah. references yeah in those Smith Kevin guys. Smith in general
3: well like they had it in the script and it was like a paragraph maybe and he's yeah. like he I'm gonna it. I'm gonna ex- I'm gonna do this myself and he wrote like three pages and they're like that's that's too long <laughs> so so he condensed it down to like. Well, that goes to show how great an actor he is. Yeah. He's like,
1: I'm going to expand upon this and give this character more depth. Yeah. Because he is a great character, and he's only in the first film, you know, despite there mm-hmm. being all those four Jaws films. Spoilers. And people thinking they're loving those films. They're not. They're not actually. <laughs> they're not Spielberg <laughs> films, and they're not good, so I've sidetracked.
3: Um, but, he's, yeah, he's phenomenal. Yeah. He's just That's a great one actor of the, One of my favorite scenes in any movie ever is that. That's a bold statement. Yeah. Well, it's my favorite
0: drew von drew van stein <laughs> count drew once again i tell you to stop giving out my names <laughs> now uh a couple of moments that stick out uh i love at the end of schindler's list that i could have done more uh oscar schindler's basically given up his entire wealth and <laughs> to try and buy and bribe to get as many people safe in his factory and he's He's about to leave because he's like Russians are coming. I'm a war criminal. I gotta go, <laughs> and he starts like looking at all of his possessions, like this pin. He could have bought one more person. This watch could have bought two more. This car, and he starts just breaking down, like he could have done more and more. And he like at that point, like he wanted to be left penniless just so he could help more people. And then the other one I have is in catch me if you can" when. Tom Hanks has caught Leonardo DiCaprio in a hotel room. He has him. He has a gun pulled on him. And he gets out of the room, and he's just like in a span of like three minutes, he convinces this FBI agent. No, I work for the Secret Service. Don't worry about. We just it. got and here, like, man. I'm. I'm ba- I know, and he calls himself. I'm. I'm Barry. I'm Barry Allen, uh, Secret Service. <laughs> and and he's like, yeah, uh, he, he just like points out the window. Yeah, that's my partner helping the uh, the old the old broad into the car. And it's like this. And it's like yeah, she was she was the culprit, <laughs> and just it's like hands him in like a, a fake envelope or a fake wallet. And he just like somehow gets out of this jam and like by the time he's out of the room like he's gone like the flash <laughs> and it's like there's another half of the movie for, for Tom Hanks to try and catch him. That is a great can. scene. <laughs> God damn it.
1: <laughs> Robbie. Yeah. Uh, You're not an actor.
2: <clears throat> no. You do have a popular YouTube channel though. We have a uh, well, well none of you guys are on the videos. No, Yeah. not since my incident. <laughs> <laughs> he, John's also a lawyer, and he was, he was, he was trying to prosecute this, this mafioso guy, and he threw acid in his face. Yeah. And now he wears the Phantom of the Opera mask, but on the other side, where it's not scarred, which is weird. It's 2 faces. <laughs> I just want people to see my
3: scars. But with the mask also. Yeah,
2: I, I took two things, combined them together with John. Is that anyway, three faces? Yeah. Um, the raptor's in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, which is a great blues song. Scene (laughs) terrifies, yeah, right. (laughs) Scene terrifies me. I also like the scene where the T Rex eats the dude on the toilet. (laughs) Holy shit! You got to go. Talk about lawyers. You got to go. But my favorite scene and moment in a Spielberg film is from Temple of Doom, and it's the dinner scene. It's when they eat the monkey brain, the monkey brains, and the snakes and the bugs. I was fascinated with that scene when I was a kid, and I loved watching that movie. S- solely just for that. That's Plus, weird. I really, I really like short round too. So, but yeah, that scene in particular. What about you, John? I remember googling that to see if it was
1: real, and Google didn't exist then, so it was impossible. <laughs> <laughs> so I just assumed as a child that they actually ate <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> the uh, let's see, it's hard to pinpoint just a few. Let's see, storming the beaches of Normandy and Saving Private Ryan. That's uh, oh, a great, yeah. great. Scene. It's very graphic, but it's it just shows you the gravity and how terrifying, it impactful. Is. Yeah, it is. In in other movies that have shown uh normandy or omaha you know whatever the beaches have really tried to recreate that in video games and stuff too to just show that and spielberg hit it out of the gate hit it out of the gate is that a term yeah, <laughs> yeah. anyway it is now uh, he was it. way back behind home plate talk about the t-rex <laughs> when he first shows up and the, there's the water and the like the the cup and it's like oh, vibrating yeah. the cup. That whole that scene. That whole man. scene when the, Dras- when the first see the T Rex, man. And it's phenomenal. And I'll say it again there were some movies that came out at a very similar time, like Jumanji. And you watch it, and something's off kilt about those, the lions and stuff like that, because we know what a lion looks like in real life. So it doesn't hold up well. I'm not knocking the film because I love Jumanji. But the CG doesn't hold up well. Jurassic Park holds up phenomenally well. <laughs> And that T-Rex looks amazing. It does. And, and he a, a lot very, of
2: animatronics. You know, that's another thing about Spielberg is he's a he's very successful at, at suspense in film. He's kind of Hitchcockian in that way. Like that scene in Jurassic Park and the raptor scene, right? Yeah. The scenes in Munich, even in Catch Me If You Can, there's like so much tension and suspension. Jaws is just a, an exercise in it, you know? And he's like, he's amazing at that. He's, he's so amazing at the craft. His like, he does those low... He does his like low tracking shots in almost every single film and like he's just he's a pioneer, man. He's a pioneer. He is. And
1: he's yep. also been, luckily, uh maybe because of the budget of his films, he's really been on like this forefront of technology at the time. Like the the Jurassic Park when it came out, these CG dinosaurs, it's never been done like that at the time. Yeah. And if you go back further and you look at Indiana Jones, look at these a lot of films, Jaws, the big animatronic ro- robot shark they had. I mean, there was a lot of things that just that at the time had not been done or not been done to that scale. So he's been lucky to be on the forefront of that. But I think a lot of it has to do with the budget or him like, hey, I don't want to make sacrifices. I want this to be done this way. Basically,
2: ever since Jaws, he's been able to do whatever he wants. Yeah, I saw and an interview where he said, yeah. "Ever since Jaws, all I have to do is tell him I want to do this, and Hollywood will give me a check." Cup and and it's, check. but it's but it's worked out.
1: It's not like he's he's for yeah. the most part it's yeah fired. I mean, you know, every backfired. once in a
2: while he makes nineteen forty one. Or
1: Ready Player or, One. Or
2: The Lost World.
0: Ready Player One, he still made a lot of movie, uh, um, money, though.
1: And the last one I bring up, still talking about scenes, um, my, my favorite by far scene of the Indiana Jones trilogy. <laughs> yes, I know. Trilogy. A tr- yeah, 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 no, no, you're right. When Sean Connery is in the plane, and they're trying to get away from the Nazis, and he he's shooting at them in the plane and he's shooting behind them. He and he's like, him. he shoots their own tail wing. Yeah. And they're going down. He's like, son, I'm sorry. They got <laughs> us. They got us. They, they, got got us. they got us.
2: Don't trust her. She's a so, Nazi. So
1: it's just so great that he uh, that he uh, he blamed it on them.
2: Sort of. They have a great relationship in that film. That
1: is. That father and, and his his son, father that's you. the father and son relationship that I want. Yeah, right. Except I want to be Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be yeah. a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you so, go ahead uh, and
2: adopt you a Harrison Ford
3: so we named the dog Indiana.
1: <laughs> what was his actual name? Henry Jones Henry. Jr. Oh, <laughs> Jones Jr. okay. Um, we're going to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time for a break. I need another beer. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some of your favorite movies. When Robbie reaches out to the social media, to the, to the Facebooks, the Twitters, the MySpace, all that. And uh, well, yeah, we'll be right back on pop-, pop, pop culture philosophers. <coughs> Steven Spielberg. Welcome back to Pop Culture Philosophers. We're talking about Steven Spielberg. And I think, Robbie, uh, I think you reached out to the old social media, didn't you, and asked the people their favorite Spielberg films. And I think you were going to share it with all of us.
2: Yes, all these answers come from the PCP Army, which is our official Pop Culture Philosophers Facebook group. You should join us over at the PCP Army for Pop Culture Philosophers, where you can interact with me, Justin Drew, Jeremy, Jelaney, and a whole bunch of other members of the excitable PCP crew. You can find it on Facebook at PCP Army. Ooh la la. Paul says, "To in answer to the question, what is your favorite Spielberg film? Paul says, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Lance Allen from Dan's Panda Comics says, that's an easy one for me. Catch me if you can. Richard says, Jaws. Johnny says, Saving Private Ryan. James Donahoe says, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Finley said, Saving Private Ryan, Hook, Last Crusade, three-way tie, but if he had to choose, it would be in that order. David Hatch, friend of the show, for sure, said, Jaws. Clem said, Raiders. Jeremy, good old Jeremy Day, member of the Excitable PCP crew, <laughs> said, probably Jurassic Park with Close Encounters being just below it. Will Priest said Jurassic Park. Matt says Jaws. Timothy Gorman said Catch Me If You Can. I'm surprised at the Catch Me If You Can. I'm it's surprised at it.
1: It's, it's a good film. I just didn't think it would be people's number I'm one. one. Yeah.
2: Thaddeus says The Color Purple. Declan says it's a tie between Raiders of the Lost Ark and Jurassic Park, though Close Encounters is good, too. And Billy Wilburn says Gremlins, which, of course, is produced. It is. I don't know if that counts, Spielberg. but it's a
1: great film, and maybe it would have never came to be if it wasn't for... Sir Steven Spielberg. <laughs> so
2: thank you guys for checking us out at the PCP Army. Of course, you can also like the Pop Culture Philosophers page on Facebook, and you can find us at Twitter at The PCP Show and at The Rock and Robbie.
1: Awesome. I think there's some great uh, picks there, and I think they'll uh, maybe mirror some of our picks here on the show. We're going to get to the meat of the show, the, or the potatoes, or maybe this is the dessert, actually. We're kind of wrapping this up here. This is the meat. What's the dessert of the show? Do we not need a dessert? The dessert is the final. We need to to be healthier. quit eating all those sweets. So we're going to (laughs) actually talk about uh, our favorite Spielberg films. If you can narrow them down to five films uh, in reverse order, five to one. And I'm going to actually start with Drew, your top five. If you can get it down to five, it's probably difficult. I have a feeling that Catch Me If You Can might be on that list.
0: (laughs) One, you're right. And... It, it, you're doubly right because no matter what it's film it's there twice <laughs> <laughs> one, three, and five no uh, whatever top five you choose you're probably going to bump off a classic
1: yeah you it's know? hard to narrow it down he's one of those directors that has such a great career and has made so many great films that this is the first time I ever thought maybe we need a top ten. Yeah, and even yeah. then that would be a challenge.
0: Yeah, even it, and personal taste will definitely skew it more than most because it's like someone's gonna be oh you, you left Jurassic Park off and I did. So number five. <laughs> oh no! Wow, <laughs>
1: <laughs> shit just got real.
0: Uh, number five. I try. I tried to diversify because I really like Indiana Jones, but I didn't want to put a bunch on here. Like same. I every didn't put yeah, a, yeah. Every the, Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, five. I have uh, Last Crusade that that's just my that's of the three movies uh three of those movies that's the one i reference the most it's the funniest it 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 is like it's like i like i mentioned at work the other day like i'd set something down and like a a piece of furniture started rocking and i was like i don't want the the it like the library and last crusade it just start tipping over and everything like uh scaring the uh the birds with the yeah. <laughs> in the umbrella i make that reference all the time you know
2: what another great spielberg moment is in last crusade and it's the uh he chose poorly, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, he chose poorly. i
0: do i do that too there's the uh and no ticket yeah <laughs> no. no no ticket, ticket. <laughs> yeah that's what, uh, what they
2: use in dogma yeah. to excellent effect
0: yes uh <laughs> after that i have saving private ryan yeah probably one one of if not the best World War II movie ever made the well as far as like the actual war the uh, the it was so accurate as far as D-Day and just the actual in because I remember my dad asked my uh, granddad who's a World War II veteran if he was going to see it he was like are you kidding <laughs> it's like because there are reports of so many people that were World War II veterans they were like nope 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 as soon as D-Day happened they're like hey, nope can't do that yeah. and had to leave the theater and there's just great moments in that it's, it's, like, one of the, it's like one of the biggest acts of cowardice <laughs> uh, when the guy's just at the bottom of the stairs and a Nazi's just up there killing one of his squad mates and he's just like just doesn't even do a thing when the guy just goes down Passed him. Yeah. <laughs> Earn it. The uh, after that, I do have Catch Me If You Can.
1: What are the odds at your I, number
0: three? Catch Me If You Can. I <laughs> I wanted to put it higher, but I just couldn't budget. I I love it. I've like I own it on DVD. It's it DVD. Won- I, yeah. What is this? <laughs> the fifties? Like I have Blu-rays of, of <laughs> a bunch of the other ones, but it might be one of the only ones I actually own on DVD, just because I wanted to have it before the Blu-rays.
1: Is it not on Blu-ray yet, or you just haven't had oh, a chance it, to it, pick it, it up on it, Blu-ray? It's a
0: Spielberg man. It's definitely yeah. on Blu-ray. The uh, but two, I have Schindler's List. Great film. I, it's definitely
1: it's 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 hard. It's one of those films like I can watch Jurassic Park a hundred times. Schindler's List is not one of those films you keep watching because it's, it's very depressing. But it's, it's, it's a beautiful a, film. It's a heavy,
0: heavy movie. It's also three hours long. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it, but it's outstanding. Like the use of color in that in that movie the, the girl in the red dress the just the change of schindler to becoming so incredibly earnest and wanting to help these people against his friend goth who is just a monster who is, is like because you get to see a good bit of his actions and he's just like throughout the entire movie he's just very nice to schindler and just incredibly evil i and learned recently
1: that that was actually a prequel to the phantom menace did you know that That
0: explains a lot. (laughs) The the Jedi versus Voldemort, yeah. Uh, Versus the Nazis, and one uh, Jaws.
1: Oh, Jaws number one.
0: It's the scariest movie ever
1: made. I seriously, as a child, I could not. I was afraid to sit on the toilet (laughs) because of I thought Jaws was going to get me. And I don't remember if we saw the first Jaws in the theater, like if it was re-released or if it was the second Jaws. I just remember seeing a Jaws (laughs) in a in the drive-in.
3: The music coming out of the toilet. (laughs)
1: No. <laughs> you say that but as a child I really had to poo real bad <laughs> I had real to hold bad it night. for a
0: long time no one it's like I, I, I wasn't a child of the 70s but I don't think that humans were as like barely even considered sharks a threat like really consider sharks a threat before jaws because they're not yeah a, a that's lot a, of yeah either. that's the thing it's like you're more likely to die j- j- boating accidents than, than anything I, than, than like that But, I'd but be it be willing to up wager
3: th- a guess that say that a lot of people didn't even know what a shark was before
0: jaws
2: well and it really messed up beach tourism for, yeah, that, definitely. Like, yeah. for
0: summers <laughs> and and now like you we have shark week as a major enterprise and it's like, there's just this fascination. We don't have Sharknado without Jaws. We don't yeah. have we owe the, Megala, to, the the Meg. Right? We owe
2: it all to Stephen and Bruce. Mm-hmm. The, the,
0: that horrible... Bruce? <laughs> the, the shark. That's the name of the shark. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that worked like what? Like one out of every... We got one th-
2: right over there. Oh, next yeah. to clark uh, next to clark kent okay. he's got the he's got the little tank in his mouth yeah that's how you know it's jaws and not just some random shark yeah <laughs> or he'd be holding the electrical yeah. line that's if it was a, the second
0: that's a, second uh, job. like yes. the making of jaws is such a cool thing just the fact that that thing like barely worked yeah. <laughs> it's like one yeah. out of every like one day out of every <laughs> seven it worked it's like uh, it broke down gotta <laughs> shut down production for just, a little while that's why they got rid of the ride too yeah that's <laughs> what it was like i mean you think about it you're putting like Met, uh, like this metal, this machine in water and it's like having it move around and stuff So, it, but just and the fact that it was one of the first like big date movies like that too it's like because it was the first blockbuster like everybody went to see that movie like my parents went to see it when they were dating and it, it was it's oh. just I a, heard
1: you were conceived that very night in the you're theater a, you're a I Jaws, was about to baby. say 15 years <laughs> later <laughs> maybe it was for Jaws long, 3 it was a long time uh, of, oh no <laughs> Yeah. So that's a great top five. I'm happy Jaws made your list. I'm not surprised that Catch Me Me If You Can made the list, but that's a great top five. And uh, now I'm curious to hear what Goldsmith has on his top five because he is an
3: actor. (laughs) An (laughs) actor.
1: An actor.
3: I have no shame in my top five. Your top five. I
1: bet everything I own... That Jurassic Park is in your top five.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't spoil it. <laughs> I really wanted to fit the post into this because it's such a really good movie. And I know R- Robbie said he hadn't seen it. Drew, has, did you see it, John? I saw it. it. I rented it via the post came to me in the mail The <laughs> Netflix DVD I think, I think <laughs> it's about
2: the Washington Post isn't it it is yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it came in the, with
3: the newspaper I, I wanted to fit that on here but I, I was really honest with myself and my top five was are, it too
1: good to make your top five no no last, it's not last it's time not that. you had
3: a film that was too good oh my to be in
1: your top five
3: yeah it, I remember
1: that yeah we're not gonna forget that yeah well, it's it's recorded we recorded <laughs> that was honest too I, I have sure. no regrets so your but top number, five in my, reverse my order. Number five.
3: Number five, no. number five The Last Crusade. Great film. Fantastic movie. It was my favorite Indiana Jones movie when I was a kid.
1: I've watched it a thousand times. I love that damn French tank. It's a French tank. Or is it yeah. a British tank. The but tank they, with the big treads that goes all the way around it. It's thing, I believe it was it's a German British.
3: tank. I think it's British. I, I believe I think it, it was, was I, a German I, tank. I think it
1: was Aliens. With the,
3: <laughs> with the Germans. <laughs> um. Yeah, the, the relationship with his dad, like you said, like that was really And cool. dude, of all the people the cast, Sean Connery yeah. does
2: such a good job as his dad. Yeah,
3: it they could remake it film. today. That's I, what they should make the the fifth. fifth I think one. it was
2: a missed opportunity not to have that tie in to Monty Python and the Holy Grail.
1: I, yeah, I uh, agree. Yeah.
3: <laughs> or to tie in with Star Wars. <laughs> um my number four is Temple of Doom. Oh wow. Two indie films. Yeah. How weird. Same.
1: Great film, Temple <laughs> of Doom. Now, Raiders of the Lost Ark is
3: the first one. So Temple is the yeah, second one. Temple is the second one. I, should, I like, forget the yeah, order when, sometimes. When it came out, um, George Lucas, did George Lucas write that? He wrote, yeah, yeah he wrote Yeah, yeah, of yeah. Him, you know? yeah Yeah, and he was like really upset when it came out because he was like, this is way darker than I meant for it to be.
2: It was like one of the first PG-13 films, isn't it? Yeah. Because they had to come up with a new rating because they were like, it's not an uh, R, yeah. but it's yeah. not PG. <clears throat> the dude's <laughs> ripping out beating hearts. <laughs> yeah. 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 I remember
1: that, it being just like, not only that, but the also, isn't that the also the one with the, the monkey brains or whatever? Yeah. yeah. There's certain scenes that just like, yeah, were super, yeah. Su- super dark. Yeah. And but the, great but film.
3: And at like, towards the end of the movie, when his like, shirt's all ripped up and like, you can see his muscles and shit. It's like, that's, that, when I think of Indiana Jones, that's what I think of is him like, all at, the, at the mine yeah. cart or whatever yeah. with the fucking machete, Heck yeah, yeah <laughs> dude. Yeah, when yeah. I need to think of a sexy man, yeah, and I'm not
1: <laughs> thinking of Captain America's America's ass, I'm thinking of Indiana Jones.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but great, great choice. My number three Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> <laughs> all three fucking yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm being completely three, honest with myself. Three of them are this, on this list. Wow, yeah. they're just, like those movies shaped me when I was a kid, man. I dressed like. It's legit. The reason I wear leather jackets today. That's why you carry a whip. Yeah, everywhere. Oh, a whip. Got it out in Drew's car right now. I'll go <laughs> swing across the parking lot. I want. I want uh, to see that before again, I leave. Stop bringing up my business. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh,
3: Raiders, you know, started it all. Uh, Great film too, man. Yeah, like Epic. I can't. I don't know when the last time before Raiders was when they did. A movie like this that was like those old cereal. Oh yeah, yeah. Stuff. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it yeah. scared
1: the shit out of me. By the way, when his the one Nazis. Well, remember they open the arc and their faces all melt. But that one Nazi, the one bad guy with the glasses. Yeah, when his when face it melted melts, for like god, five seconds. God, terrified the shit out. Of yeah, it was scary, yeah. man.
3: It's like wax. looking... Yeah, yeah, it just yeah. like
1: melts. Uh, yeah, but it just. Oh my god. But yeah, just an amazing film. Raiders is. It's just, I mean, it started that series, obviously, but it was such a big thing and, that, you know, we yeah. gave us a nice and, franchise. And, like, the
3: opening scene to that is just, when you think about that and all the movies that came before it, like, it's really different. Like, in the jungle and, like, this guy's in a cave and then there's a big fucking ball that's rolling down, chasing it. Like, where, where'd that come from? That, that is really unique for the time. Um, My number two is Jaws. <clears throat> this was a big decision for me because Jaws is one of my favorite movies of all time.
1: Yeah,
3: and my number one is Jurassic Park.
1: Of course, I yeah. knew it. Yep.
3: Yeah, you knew it. That's why I went ahead and went to that. like it was really it was a toss up for me. But really? Jurassic Park. You know, I didn't know
1: you were that big a fan of Jaws. To be honest, yeah. with
3: yeah. I've seen it. I've seen Jurassic Park way more. Who times would win than in a fight, T
1: Rex or Jaws? They're in the water, though. Wh- and <laughs> how deep is it? <laughs> it's 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 up to T Rex's uh his chin. I I think a T Rex. T Rex, right. I, I think maybe. Oh but he also he's got a he's wearing a life preserver. The T Rexes. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you said a butt <laughs> I saw Justin's mind.
2: There's a gif that I'm gonna tell you guys to look up later. <laughs> maybe we'll link um, it on the
1: bottom of the show. Yeah. <laughs> but uh that's, that's a really a, good top five. That is a great yeah. top five. Filled I with knew, blockbusters. I knew Jurassic yeah. Park would be... Yeah, your, the
3: man, my, when I was a kid, my grandma lived uh, around... Jurassic Park. An, <laughs> a, she lived around an hour away from us, and like whenever we went to visit her, I would just like look out the window and play that movie in my head, the first half on the way there and the last half on the way back. It's like, that's like... That sounds like I'm on the spectrum or something, but... <laughs> you are not very I remember doing that when I was a kid.
1: You didn't have a, like, a portable DVD player or something as a child? Not
3: in 1994. They had portable VHS players. <laughs>
2: you yeah, f- I had guys who were peasants. We had one them. in our minivan with our. Uh, yeah, we had a 13 inch in there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my I thought top you were five. I think my cousins life. did, though. That's but a good top five. My cousins did, Thank too. You. Everybody's cousins had a van with a movie player, but we didn't.
3: That it seems a like a cop out because it's all the the blockbuster or most of the blockbusters. I I'm actually
1: surprised how much indie took over your top five. Yeah.
3: I almost condensed that and put, like, the post and ET in.
1: How could you not like Indiana Jones, though? You know? Right. And Harrison Ford does such a good job in the role. Iconic role. Iconic role. And I'm interested to hear you, Robbie, your top five in reverse order, if you can narrow it down to five. Well,
2: And now it's time for the obligatory, this was a very hard top five to do. (laughs) Out of all the other top fives we've done, this one was really difficult.
1: Well, it really was. I mean, I say that a lot, and sometimes I'm just no. I know I say it every single people. I see uh, it every single episode.
2: All right, number five: Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom from 1990. 1990, What? 1984. (laughs) From 1984. I like. I said I've talked about it before. I love that dinner scene. I love the heart scene. I love Mm -hmm. so much about that movie. I love Short Round when I was a kid. That was perfect. Oh, those damn carts! I wanted to ride in those carts so bad. Great finale. Great Act Three. I just I love that film, and I know that it's one that Lucas and Spielberg don't really like anymore. You know, because they think it's too dark for what it is or whatnot. I'm like, you guys got people's faces melting off in the other films. Come on, it's not too dark, right? I don't know. I love it though. Um, Number four from 1985, The Color Purple. I think showing the versatility of Spielberg, doing something really grounded, very real, uh, getting such a great performance out of Whoopi Goldberg, out of Oprah Winfrey, uh, Danny Glover. Just such an amazing cast cast in the film. Oh yeah. And just the whole thing. And one of the few films... Not composed by John Williams. It's Quincy Jones from uh, Jaws. And uh, <laughs> but I just I love the color purple, and every time I watch that movie, it makes me cry. And that scene when Whoopi Goldberg is about to cut Glover and he's like, she's like, you know you're gonna you're gonna listen to me now because or like everything you think is gonna crumble. Oh my goodness, man. that's that's
1: it's a great cast, that's it's it. a great film. I'm happy it made someone's top five.
2: Number three, 2005's Munich. I think Munich is one of the most underrated and forgotten films like i i know it's a great
1: film i recently rewatched it i fucking forgot daniel craig was in
2: it yeah james you know? bond and, is in that and, movie and, and, and eric is in it yeah it's got a great cast it's got a great cast eric
1: it's great in eric Banner great I remember people. like certain people i remember vividly but for some reason i didn't remember daniel craig was that was
2: that the, he's got blonde hair in it i mean he's he's blonde well <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> but uh he's more long no, but it's, it's longer it, I should the, say. the nuance in that film where it could simply just be about this about revenge you know because it's about the with like the, the covert is Israeli mission to take out the PLO after the, the nineteen seventy two bombing in Munich at the Olympics, right? But they add so much through that character, especially that Eric Bana plays. Like he's got his family, he's conflicted about what he's doing, like is he doing the right thing, but this is what his country's wanting to do, and it's just it's suspenseful. It just keeps you on the edge of your seat. I just think he it's would a be brilliant. a great Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think so. He's already named Banna. Yeah. Number two, uh nineteen ninety Jurassic Park. I just don't think that... I think that's the, the best dinosaur movie ever made. It's one of the best films ever made in the 90s. Yep. It's just such a great film. I love it. Um, Raptors terrify me. Great special effects. Great performances. Sam Neill.
1: Oh, Sam Neill <clears> come on, fucking man. rocks it, man.
2: My favorite, though. Number one, 1977, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, I know you're a uh, Close
1: Encounters fan. I knew it would be on your I'm a list. a huge fan
2: of that. Oh, yeah. I love science fiction. And, and one of the the themes that Spielberg likes to talk about is, is this childlike sense of wonder and this calling to do something better do something great now when you really break it down this the story about a dude who leaves his family to go off into space like maybe it's not like, can you
1: watch the film without one want, not wanting mashed potatoes that's my question man
2: i love like seriously like and every time i eat mashed potatoes i usually make a reference and people are like what are you talking about
1: what the how would you not know like, that film? And i want
2: to make uh, what's it? Was it devil's peak or whatever it is like yeah yeah, yeah.
1: that's a real mountain that does have some flat i love richard
2: uh, dreyfus in that film he's crazy and and he's 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 a man that is that is enraptured with an obsession and and it's it's an alien film that's not about aliens coming down and that's another thing i like about spielberg is usually cypher films like war of the worlds you know is the aliens are kind of friendly usually. And it's, a, it's a very hopeful, this childlike sense of wonder and close encounters of the third kind, the music, the, the look, like every, I just, uh, it's such, it builds up to such a crescendo crescendo at the moment that we see the ship. And it's just, that ship is just always ingrained in my head. It's one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. I love it. And, uh, the original theatrical version is probably my favorite. There are, like, two other ones. Yeah, like I mean, a TV
1: you know. editor or something Yeah, like and then, like,
2: a Final Cut or something. But, yeah. But there you go. That's my top five.
1: That That's a great top five. That ship really is, like, what I think of when I think of, like, an alien ship. Like, that's what it has to look of. It has to be that yeah. beautiful glowing light. All those colors. And de- design. Yeah. That is the quintessential, quintessential
3: <laughs> spaceship. <laughs> Quint C. Jones. Um,
1: that's a great top five. And uh, let's see if I can top it. <laughs> Who's got money on <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, that's a great top five, man I think we might have some parallels In our top five But we don't <laughs> So I'll go with my top five real quick, rundown And one might surprise you Shock you One might hook you With, <laughs> no, with Anyway <laughs> I might have had too much to drink Okay, my number five is Hook I don't understand if people don't love Hook I like. I think it's a great cast It's great music, it's John Williams this whole concept of doing a hook a, a Peter Pan sequel sounds like so I'm like why would you do that? But it works. It's a great cast. When he realizes who he was, he goes back and sees his, his like his home or whatever when he was when he was Peter Pan. The whole thing, man, it just hits me.
2: I'll tell you what, man. That movie shows Peter Pan to be a complete irresponsible piece of shit who is responsible <laughs> for Rufio dying. He's responsible for these kids dying. That's a terrible I thing. saw a recent video
1: of him. Rufio <laughs> was still alive.
2: Yeah, he, he, we, we... The unsung hero of Hook. We always talk about Dustin Hoffman or, or Robin Williams. What about uh, good old Bob Hoskins? It's me. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Love Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins, seriously, is
1: one of my favorite actors of all times. So I'm happy he's in the film. It's a, I love the film. I think it's underrated. Love it. I remember actually walking to the theater and seeing this film. And there's only two theaters, I, I'm sorry, two movies I remember walking to and then remembering and sticking with me. And that was one of them. The other one was uh, Edward Scissorhands. But summarizing Hook stuck with, stuck with me for a while.
2: You got to think about people with sharp objects for hands. Oh,
1: yeah, apparently. <laughs> Enough to walk down the theater for. Yeah. Number four, believe it or not, Jaws. Jaws didn't make my number one. Wow. And I love Jaws. I yeah.
2: have no idea where your list is going. At. Yeah. Are, are there top so all the top three Indiana Jones, Jones movies? movies? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think Jaws is, the music's great. Um, I've watched the film. I can't remember how many times I've watched the film. I actually do enjoy, even though it's not a Spielberg film, the second one. I don't think the second one's bad. We won't talk about the third and the fourth film.
2: You have mentioned the second Jaws more than you have the first Jaws tonight, I think. The, the, I think now. Do you want to do a whole show on <laughs> Jaws too? My
1: memory is now going to this. Now, when I said going to the drive-in, I'm 100 now remember that the second one was what I saw at the drive-in because how they kill him with the electrical line. Yeah. So I did oh, yeah. see that one. And in the you drive-in. saw the
2: third one at the drive-through. <laughs> yes.
1: I was at a Wendy's. That's <laughs> why you didn't get the experience. Where were you? <laughs> <laughs> I was at Cookout. <laughs> <laughs> my number three is going to be Jurassic Park. Ooh. I remember how big it was to see it in a theater, and, and after you left the theater, I could not fathom that dinosaurs weren't real because they did such a good job of bringing them to life. No, they
2: were real. <laughs> they were, but <laughs> cur-
1: <laughs> they currently didn't they're walk among us. I should fictional say that creatures. <laughs> they 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 was such. They did such a good job of bringing it. It's also we talk about the great CG, but there were some practical effects used, including yeah. when they're the breathing. what is the the. Uh, is it the T-Rex that's lying there? The Triceratops? The Triceratops. Oh, yeah. It is Triceratops. Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, and then the part that really, that we didn't talk about when we talked about famous scenes, and the scene that probably probably changed me forever. Shirtless Jeff Goldblum. Lord, when Laura Dern is going through that poo. <laughs> I
0: was, was going to say, like, the butt scenes. <laughs> but
1: I thought butt he was going to talk <laughs> about
2: <clears throat> Dr. Malcolm without his shirt on. Oh, or Or oh, un- yeah. unbuttoned shirt. They made a pop of that. Oh, are <laughs> you serious? There, yeah,
3: they made a statue of that in
0: yes, I saw L- that. London somewhere.
2: somewhere. Yeah, somewhere overseas.
0: Yeah, it is funny <laughs> now, like looking back at it. It's like now that we can like CG and try and figure out like what dinosaurs actually look like. They are nothing like they look like in, in Jurassic well, Park. Well, what we found out much later on is they all had tuxedos. And we re- didn't know that back then. Yeah, <laughs> raptors
2: just birds, <laughs> and they were the, uh, way small. Yeah, very small. tiny. Yeah.
1: Still huge, still huge scared. erections, which mm. they don't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Those aren't tails. Drag dragging the ground. Let's go. Speaking of erections, my number two, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, hell yeah. So that was obviously the first Indiana Jones film that gave us Indy. And uh, love. I actually love all the Indiana Jones films. Crystal Skull Light is my least favorite, but I actually don't hate the film. Did you say Crystal Skull Light? <laughs> <laughs> crystal Skull. I think I paused. Is this a powdered lemonade? <laughs> yeah, that is. I, I, I like Crystal Skull. It comes skull, in a skull, like, and it's a light <laughs> beverage. It's got amino acids in it. <laughs> and brains. And <laughs> brains.
2: <laughs> Monkey brains. <laughs> Extracted from amber. Um,
1: but I do love Raiders of the Lost Ark. I love Indiana Jones. Who doesn't like Harrison Ford? I don't know, I've never met somebody who's like, Oh, Harrison Ford's a piece of shit. People I, um, seem to talk people, about uh, finally. Yeah, there's
2: this one dude I know um that just hates Harrison Ford. Who? Does he work
0: at the airport where he crashed that plane? <laughs> <laughs> <Just a joke>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh what the fuck
1: <laughs> My number one and He's, this was this is hard. The terminal. To get down to number one. I just had to say it no one
2: nobody's yeah. mentioned that film yet. Uh Uber?
1: saving saving Private Ryan. Ah. Right.
2: Yeah,
1: I just think that it's, it's it's a beautifully shot film. It it's, it's a great cast. It's it's just so the, the Normandy. It's just it's just it's it's an epic film, and Spielberg did it the only way Spielberg could do it. The special effects were phenomenal. That and cast, man, it, dude, the cast, but yeah. like Vin Diesel, Diesel.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's in it the whole film.
2: Tom Sizemore. <laughs> uh, uh,
3: <laughs> um, Who was it that played the sniper in that
2: movie? Tom Sizemore. Nah. I don't know. I'm just. <laughs> It was Steven Spielberg. Mm. burgo yeah, his, his cousin. Spanish cousin.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the uh, it's got a great cast. I can't remember half the people in it other than Tom Hanks.
2: It's a bunch of white dudes that yeah. were in films in the nineties. Oh, I think uh, I think uh,
1: Giovanni is in it. Yes, he is. Yeah, there's. It's really. It's got a good cast. Go back and watch it. And you, there's even people make bit bit scenes, and you're like, oh shit, he's in it. I forgot. There's. It's got a great cast. Of course, I think no matter who you are as a, as an actor, no matter what level of an actor you think you are. If Spielberg wants you to be in something, even if it's a cameo, you're like, "Fuck yeah!"
2: You know that the the nerd from uh, Dazed and Confused that got his ass kicked by Nikki Katz yeah, in, it, he's too. in it. Yeah, he's in it. Brian yeah.
3: Pepper is that the dude's name?
2: Oh, that guy. Yeah, he's in. Uh, he's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who yeah. I
1: was thinking of. I like him. <laughs> Barry <laughs> Pepper, not Brian Pepper. Very
3: Barry. Barry. Barry Pepper. Yeah. Okay. Barry Pepper. Giovanni, your BC? That's who I was trying to think of. He was the, yeah, we co- just the said. dude
2: with the. I was <laughs> looking it up. I didn't yeah. hear you. I thought Barry Pepper was like a new Dr. Pepper flavor. At
1: first. Yeah, it's half. <laughs> it Adam, sounds delicious. It has a little bit of raspberry in it. Adam Goldberg. They're gonna hear movie? this and they're gonna. Yeah, write we that just said that. Ted
3: Danson. You didn't yes, say that. Ted Danson. He yeah. has a very small part. Paul Giamatti. Brian Bryan Bryan Cranston Franston was in it. <laughs> yeah, he's the guy that tells like, he's and the,
0: He t- he's in the group that's like, Oh yeah, go get this guy home. And Nathan
2: Lane. Nathan yeah. Fillion. No, Nathan Lane. <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> impressive.
0: <laughs> oh, you know who else is in it? Tom Hanks.
1: Tom,
2: oh, oh, yeah. Tom and Hanks. old Matt Damon.
3: And Matt Damon. Old and young Matt Damon. Hey, the guy that plays uh, Moriarty in the BBC Sherlock series is in it. Yeah. You're going to lose your laptop privileges in about two seconds. <laughs> this is your number
1: one. We're trying to stretch it out for you. Goldsmith, you're an actor. <laughs> <laughs> So that was my, my top five. That's so a, uh, That's a respectable top it's, five. It's hard yeah. to narrow down a to top five. I think that it may change a week from now or two weeks from now. It's, he's got such a great... Really, I think I do say this is hard to do a top five. Sometimes I say bullshit. I'll be honest with you guys. If you're, <laughs> listen, if you're listening to me, sometimes I phone that shit in. But not this time. It was hard to get a top five, but these are films that are near and dear to me. I'm not saying these films are better than Schindler's List. These are films that I personally have enjoyed more. Yeah, I didn't have I Schindler's list
2: on my more. list because uh It makes me sad. <laughs> I keep, well, I yeah, good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he's it's, fierce, it's, fierce. it's heavy. Of course
2: yeah. I had Munich in mine.
0: But he- also <laughs> heavy. Yeah. But shorter.
1: But <laughs> yeah, yeah. but such a great director. And in and, and again, if it's if it's one of those directors that you struggle for a top five, I think we'd struggle for a top ten. That means you're a hell of a director. Yeah. And we're not just, you know, blowing goats here. You know, uh, he, <laughs> <laughs> Is that the Is that movie that with right? George Clooney? Alright. <laughs> the men who term? blow goats. Um
2: <laughs> You know, Schindler's List, he actually got the rights to the novel and he held on to it for like ten or so years before he, he, he felt like ready. he was ready to Yeah, absolutely.
1: But then he get the rights from uh the other director. What's his name? He traded was it Cape Fear or something? What's his name? what's Corsese. Yeah, he he did had some he? sort of trade deal. We talked about that. Really? Did you not watch our top five that we did? <laughs> oh yeah,
2: <laughs> we
1: even mentioned that.
2: We also didn't mention AI, which he uh, he did Kubrick to film kind of fi- finished for yeah, Kubrick. Yeah, and I really like AI. They shoehorned aliens in at the end.
1: Yeah, if we could, if we if we had more than five, AI would have made my list. I think really? AI is. I think it's criminally
2: underrated. I don't think it's a good film. I like it. I I, I like I'm also a big. I'm a big give Kubrick. me a glove so I can slap John. I'm a big Kubrick fan. I am, too. Kubrick didn't direct that film.
1: It wouldn't have ended the way it but did if it was Kubrick. it's... The the first part, the first half feels very kubrick Yeah, well,
2: I'll tell you this. As soon as he, like, goes into the bottom of the ocean or whatever the fuck, and he's just dead, right? That's where Kubrick would have ended it. You're but probably then, right. But then this giant baby would have ascended from the sky. <laughs> anyway, so, Spielberg. We've celebrated the life and times of Steven Spielberg this entire year. Great evening. director. Great director. director.
1: Still kicking Stop ass. stepping on my
2: lines, John. Um... <laughs> What are your final thoughts on Spielberg and why he's so important? Justin, you're an actor. Oh, damn.
3: All I had prepared was the Jurassic part butt gif. Google images that, you guys. Be, it's hilarious.
0: It's one of the funniest gifs I've ever seen in my life.
2: All right, that's a nice final thoughts. What about you, Drew? What do you, why does he matter?
0: Well, more so than the gif. <laughs> you have talked about like the childlike sense of wonder and it's also it's like if you watch any of those movies even though if they were made in the 70s or 80s you feel exactly like you you're seeing them for the first time a lot of times because that childlike sense of wonder it's like wow like it, like I know that that Jaws I know that Shark like barely works but it is so horrifying and intimidating just destroying the boat it
2: made the movie better yeah, because they had to like use less of the shark. Yeah, yeah.
0: And and then the uh, like he gave us our really our definitive view of what dinosaurs look like, which changed cinema and just the world landscape for years. And now and now scientists are gonna be like, they don't look like that. <laughs> and they're like trying, and we're just like, shut up, you get back in the get back in the lab.
2: Someone will uh, remake it one day, right? <laughs> eh
0: dinosaurs I felt yeah shut up nerd <laughs> I
2: love how the uh, even in the current Jurassic Park or Jurassic World franchise they're just like ah yeah we know but we're just gonna make them look like Jurassic Park
1: well yeah. then they also in the Jurassic Park movies because they're missing like they're missing part of the 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 actual like foundation they're like well we have this is what we extracted from a yeah, mosquito were other, so we're using yeah. a lizard or a frog they were using or reptilian something DNA, yeah to yeah. fill in the holes yeah that makes so, sense so yeah. maybe that would explain
2: yeah yeah, we'll use that. Sure, we'll use that. Um, just like what Drew was saying, that sense of wonder, and I think one of the best things about Spielberg is he's he's given rise to this like cool giant blockbuster escapist film type stuff, but he's done it with finesse, he's done it with style, he's done it with craft, with expert craft, like just an amazing filmmaker. And it's more than just about special effects and and great big music or any or great actors and performances. It's it's about him and his own sense of wonder that he had when he was a kid making films with his dad's eight millimeter camera. And he's always maintained that. And that's why even at 70 something years old, he still has the, the, the vigor and enthusiasm of, of a, of a child. And I think we all need to fill that pool and, uh, and be a child every once in a while. Spielberg helps us do that.
1: I, uh, remember going to the theater as a kid and it being such a big deal. And, you know, and uh, we usually avoided getting snacks because of the cost. But just that epicness of going to the movie theater. And Spielberg is a part of that. And so I think we talked about recently there's been this talk of with surround sound. And we've be able to get your projector at your own house. And I have a projector. That, that the theater is going to die off. That it's going to be more straight-to-home movies and more Netflix. And we've seen that. But we've also seen the summer blockbuster. Look how much Endgame, the new uh, Avengers, made. So I think that he's a part of that big summer blockbuster. I mean, he gave us a blockbuster, but I think it's a part of, you know, going to that theater, that experience, being taken. It's hard, I hate to say it, but there can be a great movie on Netflix, but it's hard to always get in it because you're stopping because you have kids, you're stopping to let the dog out, you're stopping to, you know, when you're actually in the theater and you get in that film and you're taken to this other world, that's so important. It's really just, it's just, it's the most important thing, I think, to to have that, because some people, I hate to say it, but a lot of people, unfortunately, don't have perfect lives. You know, they have a shitty job, or they got a bad family life, etc. So it's good to have that escapism, and I think films are important to that. Thank God for Spielberg and the directors he's influenced. So I think if we keep going to the theater and enjoying these films, we're going to have great films made. Don't go and support shit films, <laughs> but it's important to go to the theater. Really, I keep the theater business alive and just enjoy it, man. I still like going. I don't go as much as I used to. Sort of because I, when I worked at theater as a kid, I had free. We had free tickets, <laughs> but I still go and just go to that, go enjoy that experience, enjoy that escapism, keep theater alive, and just you know, and keep Spielberg alive. You know what I'm saying? As long as I don't care. I mean, no, I know he's, know he's older. As
2: long as we're watching his films, he'll stay alive. <laughs> yeah, I know he's an older. <laughs> he director, is now a
1: god. <laughs> but but just go into the theater and because he gave us the summer blockbuster. Go to the summer blockbuster. Go and see Avengers. Go and enjoy the escapism, because that's that's something he gave us, and I want everybody to experience that. And don't don't take that for granted. So go to your local theater. That's my yeah. that's the whole gist of this. So uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Next episode, we're going to talk about the uh, the X Men. I was going to say the Uncanny. I was going to say Fantastic, but that's not <laughs> <laughs> it's not the X Men. The Uncanny, the Incredible. You had the a d- you had a dozen
0: different descriptors <laughs> for the X Men yeah. you could have chosen. <laughs> yes,
1: go. We're going to talk about the X Men on film. Uh, uh, the comic books. We're going to talk about the great animated show, actually. All things X Men. So tune in and uh, we'll talk about the X Men. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in and we'll check in next time when we talk about the X Men. This is, uh, I was going to say Rock and Robbie Phillips. I'm not. I'm Host You. And uh, thanks for joining us, uh, Drew. Thanks for joining
2: us. You're <laughs> <Thanks>. welcome. Stop <laughs>
1: pointing at me. It's <laughs> <laughs> Justin. You're an actor. <laughs> Thank you. No. I
3: have no segue out of this. Why don't you act us out of this? Shut bye everybody. You dig. (laughs)